Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape, and this is Mixtape Talk Episode 12. I am joined. I'm excited. I'm going to tell you all right. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it off and say how excited I am because I am joined by Mike Sanders, Rock Nation Sports Certified Baseball Agent. Mike, welcome to the Mixtape Talk. Oh, Mark, man. Pleasure, pleasure, brother. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on today. Man, I am excited to talk to you for a number of reasons. But even before we go, look, there is breaking. We are in hot stove season. It is, it is all over the place. And I guess I'm assuming this is one of the busiest times for baseball agents to do the things that you need to do. Winter meetings are going on. Signings are being made. Like, just like at, at this off season, this is not a break season for you. What happens right now in the world of a, of a major league baseball sports agent at this kind of juncture in time as we look into December? No, no, absolutely. So uh, to your point, man, we're Mark, we're, we're getting ready. Um, we're not even getting ready. We're full go into winter meetings. Uh, as soon as I get off the phone with you home game for me, lucky this year, it's, it's in San Diego. I'm originally from Atlanta, but uh, but out here on the on the left coast now. So it's a home game for me. But, you know, this is a busy time for us. Um, to your point, we're going into winter meetings. We'll be, you know, meeting with teams about draft picks. We'll be meeting with teams about free agents, uh, be locked in pretty much to our to our suite in the hotel here from from around 5 p.m. tonight for for pretty much the next three days, man. So it's a busy time of year, but it's, it's a fun time of year because you know, uh, you do contracts throughout the year, but this is the kind of year, time of year where you can, you know, start to get up on the scoreboard a little bit. And there's a, and there's a lot of movement, not just between players moving teams, but there is right. a lot of movement right now between players moving agencies, players moving right. agents. I saw just recently on your on your social media, you guys welcomed some new members. I believe it was Stro and some of the other guys to the Rock Nation family. How does that work? Because that's another part of the game that I don't think a lot of people fully understand. Yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah, Marcus Stroman um, is 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 a client that uh, that joined Rock Nation this year. Obviously, we're 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 so ecstatic and just blessed to be able to have have Marcus on the roster. Uh, just obviously, with him being a being an incredible baseball player and an influencer. Uh, and a guy who who really takes his business seriously, we uh, we're, we're lucky to have him. So, you know, it's it's something to where you know it's just the reality of our business, Mark. Um, you know, players, uh, agents. You know, you're looking to make sure that you have ultimately the best representation possible, um, and that you're making sure that you know you get one shot at this career. So you you're trying to make it as predictable as possible. So you know, there definitely is a, definitely is some movement within the industry, but. You know, ultimately, everybody's just trying to make sure that they end up in the right position. Well, let's talk about you, Mike, because I, it's one of those jobs, a, a sports agent in general, and then talk about baseball on top of it, because I know there's layers in every different sport. But in baseball, it, it's difficult, man. There's a lot of barriers that you have to get through to be a certified agent. There's a lot of players you have to represent possibly before uh, they even get, get signed, drafted, and paid. Let's talk about how this career chose you in many ways and how you chose the career. What's your what's your background? How did you get into loving the game and how did you get into becoming a sports agent? 
Yeah, man. Um, so I grew up east side of Atlanta. Uh, and if you know about east side of Atlanta back in the 90s, east side of Atlanta back in the 90s was just, you know, baseball hotbed. You know, we had, uh, you know, incredible, you know, minority high schools like Redan Baseball. You know, I, I went up to Redan pretty much every day growing up as a child. My dad used to take me up there with, with, with Coach Greg Goodwin and you know, I just go up there and practice. Grew up, grew up watching Brandon Phillips play over at Redan, and he was kind of mm. our, you know, kind of our staple in the community of of like, hey man, if you if you stick with it, you know, it could be done. So, you know, being able to grow up on the east side of Atlanta in the '90s was just baseball is what we did, man. The little leagues had, you know, overflowing with kids. You know, we have 10, 12, 13 teams in in every division, so it was just a good time. And you know, as far as you know, becoming an agent, I think for me, a little bit about my background. I uh, I went to University of Miami, so I'm all That's right. I'm That's a right. man. I'm I'm all about the U. <laughs> you know, I uh, I went to the U, man. I, I I played played baseball down there. Incredible, incredible experience. And I uh, I ultimately ended up having two shoulder surgeries, which which ended up into my career. So in mm. doing that, it was like, hey, I I got this heartbeat for baseball. Like I love this sport. Yeah, I got a Lord willing, a long life ahead of me, and I, I want to stay in the sport. So it was an analysis of, okay, now, what do you want to do in the sport? Who do you want to be? And for me, I, I've always been a player advocate, man. I've always been somebody who's, you know, for the players, always somebody that wanted to, you know, never have to make the hard decision to cut somebody or, you know, make the hard decision to do something like that, that you can always be kind of on the positive end of, uh, of supporting the players. So although I could have, you know, potentially going into to the the team side, I, I chose the player side, man, and it, it's been you know kind of history from there. It's been a blessing. No, it's a, that's a fascinating decision because you're talking about a hotbed of baseball in Atlanta. Obviously, we just know the National League Rookie of the Year, Michael Harris, is a product of of Atlanta uh, in those in those systems out there. Uh, then you talk about going to a powerhouse program like the University of Miami, which has been known for baseball. I mean, I remember watching. Uh, University of Miami, the College World Series, just about every year, uh, yep. as as I was growing up in the '90s as well, and it goes through. So I mean, no slouch there. And then you make a decision when when your playing days are, are coming to an end, you make a decision to 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 be a player agent. That's that's phenomenal because still, even with that knowledge of the game, a lot of folks I'm sure are listening and wondering. How do you how do you make that transition? Do you start with an agency? Do you start interning? Do you start? How, how does that happen? What was the what was the grind season like? Because everything's a grind, but what was the grind season like on the agent side? I'm smiling, man, because it was a grind. It was a grind. <laughs> it was it was go buy my first suit. It was reach out to every agency. I hey man, oh, I, remember, man. I remember I remember I was in the airport. Um, and I started uh, with a group, man, that wasn't in baseball. They were they were a football group out of Washington D.C. And uh, I was in the airport headed to that job interview, and I ran I ran into one of my neighbors, man, who who, who was just like, man, what are you wearing? And what are you doing? You go <laughs> you go to that job interview, and I was like, hey, you know, we, we we're gonna make it work. So they, uh, you know, I went up there, man. I met with different groups. I, I put a, a business plan together. You know, I, I got to go back and look at that business plan to see if it was accurate or not. But I put it together, man. And, you know, I just went out and I sat down with people, you know, and I, I, I hope, you know, I was able to exude my passion for this. I was able to, you know, show I had a made up mind and, 
that was ultimately going to grind and and make it work. And and that's what I was, you know, blessed and lucky enough to be able to do. So it was just get your foot in the door and go from there. And now, and then talk to me about Rock Nation Sports because everybody yeah. knows when you hear the words Rock Nation, it's synonymous with Jay Z. It's synonymous with culture. It's synonymous with hip hop. How was Rock Nation the fit for you? How long have you been there? And how long? How was it the fit for you? And then yeah. we see, look, look, it seems like the perfect fit because we see players like Jazz and players like Stro, and it seems like a great home for people that are not just African-American per se, but um, people that are in tune with culture. Rock Nation seems like the best home for them. Yeah, yeah, no, Rock Nation, man, being, so I've been at Rock Nation now for two years and it has been the most, comfortable uh experience period because of those reasons that you said you know at the end of the day i remember um our our ceo is uh og Wan, who is jay-z's business partner and best friend for for now over 30 years and you know og man og is you know the hardest working brother i know but the first day i, I you know I, I went into the office i was like hey man what what should i wear he was like what do you wear <laughs> You know what you mean? He's like, what do you wear? You know, and 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 that's that's what we are, man. We're authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're authentic to what we're doing. Um, you know, it's 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 an agency that is built on, you know, making sure to empower our clients, empower our clients, empower our athletes. You know, the cool thing about it is, and Jay says it all the time. You know, the big thing about Jay is, man, Jay is a sports mind, but a baseball mind. Is you it know, really? Jay, OG, these guys are these guys are, are incredible sports minds, and you know, guys who ultimately have been able to you know build build a you know billion dollar business, right? And in doing that, you know, it's really cool because they don't really need the money. And it, he tells us all the time, it, it's not about you know going out and trying to recruit as many clients as you can or trying to bring on everybody. You know, ours is about trying to make sure to empower the right group of people so that they can continue to you know, give back and, and bless others with the position that they've been put in. So, you know, for us, Rock is, is culture, uh, is next generation, and ultimately it's a family. And and for, for me, I think the family piece is, has been so incredible because, you know, from the people that I work with to, you know, the clients that I'm able to work with, everybody, everybody really has each other's back. So now baseball is always a numbers game. So how do you identify – players, talents, individuals that you want to work with? What are the cues when you talk about that family? What are the cues that you identify that says, hey, man, I want I want to work with it. I want to work with this talent and see if I can help them out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, if you're talking about a an amateur amateur player, I mean, we're, we're looking to advise them um, and advise you and, you know, uh, just, hey, how am I going to get to where where I'm going? So for us, it's about you know, number one, making sure that that player has the the talent ultimately to be able to play this game for a long time, right? You're trying to get one of 30 jobs in the world. Not is an that, easy. Look, is that tough? I got to ask about this yeah. because I, I had a great conversation with uh, Lonnie Murray, who I love. is another amazing sports agent. And uh, I was explained that there are some harsh realities to the jobs that sports agents have. And some mm-hmm. of them is sitting around and saying, hey, look, this may not this this sport in the long run may not be for you. Is that is that is that like a part of your job? Is that like a come like those come to Jesus meetings? 
Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> you, you you know, you you hope it doesn't have to be, but right. that's that's the reality, man. Every, everything comes to uh -huh. an end at some point. You know, and and I think, you know, you 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 hope not to have I haven't had too many of those conversations where it's like, hey, this this just isn't going to work out cuz hopefully, you know, hopefully it's the it's the right talent and the right talent can can ultimately determine determine their success and what they do in the sport. So, you know, there's there's that reality with with those players, but yeah, man, it's just from the agent's perspective, the players are looking for you to be honest with them about their business. And and I'm sure know, it's more. To, I'm mm -hmm. sure it's more about hey, look, you have the talent. We see it in you. We wouldn't have even been talking to you if you didn't have it. But these are the things yeah. that you may need to be doing to put yourself in a position to be successful. No, absolutely. I think for us, and you know, to your question, we we look for the right families. Right, because it becomes a partnership. It becomes a partnership, and ultimately, you know, helping helping your son become who he wants to become in this game. So, you know, I, I can tell you this: one thing I know from a from a parent's perspective is, baseball is a game that is not easy. It's not easy. You know, you gotta you gotta have the right support system behind you, right? From a failure perspective, and just from an access perspective, you gotta have the right right support system so we make sure those players have the right support system because if we're going to go in this partnership we we want to know it's going to be you know a two-way street what is the hardest job now so look you've been in the game for a minute you're in, you're in a great home you've been there for two years what's the hardest part now that people may not even think of when it comes to being a a, a sports agent a baseball agent uh, good question the hardest part of being an agent, you know what? I, I just think it's just you're always on call. The, the demand, the reality, you know, whether it's it's Saturday and I'm I'm out to dinner with the family, you know, you're these guys are ultimately looking for you to, you know, manage their lives and 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 help help them, you know, navigate and maneuver this career. You just don't know when things are gonna pop up. So people ask me all the time, hey, what's what's a normal day look like for you? And although you know, you definitely make sure to have structure around your day and, you know, go about it the right way. At the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know a player's going to get hurt in the game that day, and you're going to have to jump in and make sure that that he has the right representation as far as the doctors working with him. You don't know if a player's, you know, going to ultimately be cut that day, and you got to, you know, make sure he understands his rights and understands what's the next step and how do we make sure to navigate and maneuver this, you know, this situation that just happened. So I can say – you know, the hardest part probably about being an agent is just making sure that you're on go at all times. How do you balance out? Because you mentioned it. You got a family of your own. You've got, obviously, work that's work. But you also have – your work is a work that encompasses the lives right. of the the young people that you're trying to guide and the people you're trying to steer in the right direction. How do you balance it out between the stuff that you have to do on a personal level and professionally, the stuff that you have to do all over the top. Yeah, man, I'm not even gonna. You know, <laughs> Work-life balance. What is that? My, <laughs> bro, if, you, if you're gonna be an agent, make sure you know whoever you marry is an incredible spouse, right? right. Um, my 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 wife, man, my wife Megan is a superstar. I mean, awesome. it is it is it is not easy on her. Um, being married to an agent uh, with 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 two young kids because you know, my grind is real. My, my my grind is real, and she picks up a lot of the slack, 
lot of times. So I think there's that. I think the other thing for me is, and my coworkers to tell you, my clients to tell you, I'm a 4 a.m.er. I'm up every mm-hmm. morning at 4 a.m. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 4 a.m., I'm in the office by 6. You know, I'm, I'm getting my creative time in for a couple hours and just having my quiet time before the day gets going. And then, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move how I need to move. And whatever comes, I'm already on top of it. So I make sure I block out my time um, to be able to do whatever it is that I need to do. You know, be creative, create contract analysis, you know, create whatever it is, the player, player development analysis, whatever you know, at the beginning of the day so that when the day starts, you get ready to go. So that's kind of how I do my balance, you know, keep the main things, the main things for me is, is family is, is my faith and is my job. Other than that, I don't, I don't really do too much. How, how do you get better in a job? Like, and I ask you this because in a job that you're constantly grinding, there's no time to really look up for air. You're constantly in motion, perpetual motion. How yeah. do you take assessment to say, Oh, I need to. I, I need to do this differently. I need to see what's happening here. Like, how, if somebody's in perpetual motion, how do y'all like not even retrain, but like, how do you know that you, you kind of stay at the top? Yeah, no. I mean, look. Number one, players are looking for you to do good deals. Mm. One, one thing, like, hey man, don't mess up my money. <laughs> you know, um, they're looking for you to do good deals. So I think as an agent, it's always making sure that. You know, you understand how the marketplace is continuing to continuing to evolve. You know, we 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 had, you know, Trey Turner and and, and Verlander deals come out today. today. You know, I mean, those those are two guys that we'll do a, a full deep dive analysis on them. We'll look at we'll look at everything, and we'll, we'll we'll be able to determine you know how that affected the market, and and ultimately you know what those guys you know we felt like those guys were worth, and and so on and so forth, because that affects our clients in the marketplace, right? Um, so it's, it's just about continuing to just make sure that, you know, any aspect of your business that you're seeking out knowledge, that's, that's what I believe, man. You just gotta, it's a mindset. It's a mindset of making sure that I'm always seeking out knowledge that I'm never, you know, I'm never where I'm going to be. And, 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 you know, that's, that's a mindset you take in your career, but I also think that's something you should take through life as a whole. No, absolutely. You couldn't have said it any better. Let, let's talk a little bit about this intersection between culture uh, I say hip hop culture. Some people that don't look like me will say urban culture, <laughs> and, yeah. and and the, and that marriage between baseball as we know it now, and like it's just clear. No matter what locker room you're in, no matter what the 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 audience of that team is, hip hop culture is going to be ringing through that locker room. Those are the songs they're going to be singing. That's the way they're going to be dressing. That's the that's the swag they're going to bring out to the game. Um, and we constantly hear, so I think there is some good signs, especially in last year's draft. Um, there's been some good signs in some players in college that are coming up, but we often hear that baseball is not for black people uh, in 2022. Right. Nothing frustrates me more. Obviously I've dedicated a whole platform to prove it, trying to prove the opposite, but the, the, some of the swaggiest things I see are, baseball kind of collaborations mergers hip-hop and baseball how do we convince and it's not even like how do we convince not even the kids that are playing coming up because i think they see it but how do we change that narrative to the general public because it seems like it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that if they say it enough that 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 the culture is not for for young black kids playing the game people tend to believe it even though they don't know that 
seven out six out of the top eight draft picks this year were African Americans. You know, right, I mean? right, yeah, not not true, just not true. How do we you change know, that narrative? Yeah, narrative's got to change, man. I talked to you know a lot of people, you know, a lot of blacks in baseball, and that's just the reality. It's like we're all like, why do they say our kids don't play baseball? Because you know, you got to understand for us, we're you know, we're we're with our pros, we're with our, our major leaguers, you know, we're we're with those guys. So we're with the the CJ Abrams and the Jazz Chisholms and the you know the Marcus Strowmans of the world, but we're swag. also complete you know, swag. Complete swag with those guys for sure. You know, but we're also, you know, with our younger guys. And honestly, those guys too are 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 here to be able to change culture when you talk about Tamar Johnson, you know, when you talk about, you know, a Mason win. Um these guys are very, very um, – they're cool, man. That's they are. They are. Cool. That's a great way to say it. They just really are. They're cool, man, and, and, and they're effortless, and they're cool. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's breaking down the barriers of what, what certain certain people in baseball may think. I mean, I think that's the reality. You know, um, when you you know when you talk about these guys and them being themselves on the field, don't think that they don't – they don't face any backlash because of it because we're still going through that that kind of transition phase of merging sport and culture, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the reality of hip-hop and the reality of culture is that it, it, it permeates deep into our society in every single way you talk about uh, music being influential in our society, um, and especially hip-hop culture. So... You know, it's only right that you merge the two. If you want to make sure that this game is one that is attractive to all the kids in in, in, in the world, right, all the kids in our country, black, white, Latino, so on and so forth, at the end of the day, um, you've got to make sure that there's diversity in the way that we go about it, right? And, and, and being able to have that culture brings diversity. And, you know, that's going to let the next Jazz Chisholm or the next you know, tomorrow Johnson, let him know that, hey, man, I could do this and be myself. And and for where I sit as an agent, it's the same thing. You know, when I got into the agency business, you know, people expected you to, you know, go about things, you know, looking a certain way, talking a certain way, flowing a certain way. And at the end of the day, you got to be authentically yourself. And you, you know, to be able to be at the top, people are going to respect the fact that, you know, you have, you have the knowledge base. And then obviously over time, you're going to have the track record. But being true to yourself and being authentic to yourself, I, I think, is everything in life. But definitely, uh, definitely in this time that we're in, emerging sport and culture. You mentioned the uh, top draft pick tomorrow. You mentioned uh, Mason Wynn, who is in the Cardinals organization. That I mean, I, I'm like you in the sense that I, it, it didn't take me long. It took me really the course of this over this course of this last season to really start paying attention to the future of the sport and oh, yeah. the future of the sport looks i i would say really really bright not only in terms of the talent but in terms of the way that these young men present themselves um that it seems like you said authentic is the key word but it's also one that i feel is true to be a tra- like it, it, it's just attractive if i see <clears throat> uh if i see a mason win and i see him play and then I see, like you said, and I see some of these young guys play. That's I look at it and say that's how I looked at a, a, a you know, a baseball playing Deion Sanders, right? The way that yeah. they, those guys play, and those were the guys that um, got me excited in the game. I, oh, I say we, that. we were ninety five Atlanta Braves, man. That's what we, <laughs> we grew up on. 
That's the swaggiest team right there. I mean, you know, I'm in the state, so I'm in Virginia. Okay. And so I'm I'm by default, like in the night, I mean, in that time frame, I mean, by default, I was an Orioles fan because uh, we don't have a team in Virginia. Orioles were the closest mm-hmm. thing. But we yeah. had all the, uh, you know, the Richmond, the AAA team, the Richmond Braves was right. our squad. So we had, like, so Richmond was kind of this okay. whole divided look because we saw everybody come up. But it was, um, but yeah, let me ask you this in this way, because I tend to look, get excited when I see people like yourself, Mike, and get excited about the young players in the game. Um, I'm still having real difficulty, if you will, in the media space of how they cover baseball for black culture and black community and black fans. And I feel like you can correct me. Look, don't get yourself in trouble, but correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I see what they've done in basketball and I see what they've done in football. And I look at it and I say, like, where are the Nike commercials that used to, when we were in the nineties, had Bo Jackson and Dion, where are the, where are those play that had Ken Griffey Jr. Taking bat practice with the back. Everybody remembers those commercials in my generation. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at players like Mookie Betts and I'm looking at players like, uh, you know, at the, at the top, like, you know, even a Cedric Mullen or players that I think are at the top, Aaron judge, yeah. Aaron judge at 62 home runs. I can tell you if Aaron judge has a Nike commercial out that everybody's, yeah. I can tell you that or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there, is there, is there a role that, that, not just sports company. I don't want to play it on the face sports and apparel companies, but media. Is there? Is there like? Can we? What can be done to make the game just more prevalent? You know, to your point, man. Look, content. Yeah. Content, right? Content is the is is is, is the driver of everything right now. You know, we um we took a lot of pride at Rocket, understanding the next generation athlete, um, and and being able to amplify their voice. Right. So in doing that, you know, we, we, we built out a full out content team of, you know, videographers and social media analysts and, you know, um, photographers and, and, and people that bring it all together and cut it up and make it feel good. And we brought in TV and film to be able to tell those stories as well. One of the big things, you know, Jay has, has done throughout his career is be able to, you know, ultimately attack injustices. Right. And, and, and go about things you know, using his platform to make sure that you right wrongs. Simple as that. Um, and, and, and one of the things when you're looking at amplifying is using our platform. You know, one thing at Rock we know is that, you know, we have this incredible platform. You just go look at our, our social media following, right? You're talking about, you know, a sports agency with millions of followers. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's because of, of, of the Rock brand. And we understand how powerful that brand is. We understand uh, what that brand is able to do as far as its reach. And we understand that given our clients, you know, that, that, that platform allows them to be able to, you know, change the things that need to be changed. So, you know, to your point our we don't have a lot of, you know, different commercials and different things like that out for, you know, a lot of the influential players, but I can tell you right now, we, we got some, some fun news coming here where, <laughs> where, where, where some of our guys are, are going to be, you know, kind of on some platform things here leading in the next season. And I think that, you know, using those guys to be able to change the game is is is, is going to be so beneficial for this next generation. 
No, and you talk about the evolution of the business. I think that's the evolution of content as well. So I think you're right on it because you're not going to see those traditional commercials. You know what I mean? That's on network TV, but you are going to see social media doing the things that you guys do on IG, doing the things that you do on YouTube, making some of those behind the scene type, you know, almost reality show type vibes for people to get to know players and get to know their, you know, get to know what they're doing on a day to day. So I do think that's the next step. No, yeah, for sure. And you know, to your point of 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 the draft this year. Draft is crazy, crazy this year. Oh, it was great. It was great. And and just a reflection of 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 what it had for for blacks in baseball with those guys going to the very top of the draft. I can tell you this, understanding the classes that are coming, it's only going to get better. It's That's only what I'm thinking. better. It's only getting deeper. There's only more and more, you know, black players playing across the country. And man, let me tell you, they can play. And what you're starting to see now is, you know, a lot of these sons of NFL players, um, you know, sons of you know, top, top athletes who, you know, ultimately are now gravitating towards baseball. So, you know, there's some kids that are coming that are going to start to answer the question of, you know, what happens if one of these NBA talents actually had, you know, the skill set to play baseball with, with, with that type of body. And you're, you're seeing it with some of the up and coming players. These guys are a six, five, six, 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 seven monsters. Yeah, so here you are, the last one. It's, a, it's more. Now as you say, how tall is the kid uh, Cruz out of, uh, uh, in Pittsburgh, he's playing shortstop. He's like six seven. Yeah, six, seven. Six, six seven. That's insane. That makes all right. Let's switch. Let's switch gears just a little bit. Have some fun, Mike. What was your as a player, or you can even you can answer this as a player, or you can answer this as a professional that is done playing. What is your proudest moment in the game? Oh man, that's a good question. Ah, proudest moment in the game. You know what? It's, it's still probably going to University of Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, to your point, it was monster. Yeah, man. And and for me, it was you know I I signed at the U with Dexter Fowler, who mm-hmm. was a teammate of mine. I'm an East Cobb kid, so I'm an East Cobb Astros kid. And Dexter and I signed. He ended up turning pro, and I ended up going to college. Um, but uh, but you know to be you know the first venture from Georgia to ever be able to make it to the U with Florida being such a baseball hotbed that. That to me was something that 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 I'll be able to cherish for the rest of my life and be proud of. Now, what what position did you play? Were you a position player or a pitcher? I was a two way guy, man. I was a pitcher and a third baseman. Okay, so I've asked everybody, just about everybody I've interviewed, this question, and some of them I will tell you now and answered it with I think insane answers. But this is what I'm going to ask: If you could face any pitcher, living or dead, of all time. To 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 dig in, dig your heels in the box and give it a go. Who do you want to face? Oh, okay, that's a good one. That's that's a good one. Uh, I've heard some crazy answers, by the way. Crazy. I'm gonna go Bob Gibson for that's sure. Three for sure. You're, so Bob you're Gibson. one of them because that's look. Yeah. Three people have said Bob Gibson, and I think that y'all are all madmen. You yeah, are go all madmen, man. You gotta go against the best, Bob Gibson. That dude was different, you know, and that, that was Absolutely. a mean dude on the mound. So, you know, Bob Gibson was, you know, I, I'd have to say him or the other one I'd say is Satchel Page. Oh, now that's the first Satchel Page. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I've heard three Bob Gibson. I think y'all are all insane. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, you don't want to face him, but you want to face the best, man. Got to beat the best to be the best. <laughs> what, um, as you look into the landscape of 
say the next or let me ask you I'll ask this way wave a magic wand and tomorrow you're commissioner of baseball what, what what's the first thing you change man you're asking good questions <laughs> um, I, I try Mike I try you know the, the first thing I, I change I think is already being changed you know you know one of the things that rock we actually you know we actually put on the Super Bowl halftime show right and in NFL you have you have has hired us to do that because of, to your point, merging sport and culture. We've uh, we we've done the same thing with Major League Baseball, and are currently doing the same thing with Major League Baseball, and, and helping them, you know, have their pulse on on what they're doing as far as merging sport and culture as well. And they already have a lot of different initiatives going on as far as what they're doing with the teams, uh, as far as you know, bringing in more blacks into the front office, different things like that, and, and creating opportunities. So. You know, I, I just think continuing to to bring more culture into the game, into the venues in different ways would, would, would be number one for me. And, you know, I think, you know, a, a 1A would just like continuing to figure out how to make the game more accessible. You know, it's it's, it's way too expensive. We're not we're not ultimately getting in. And that's a grassroots answer. Right. The first answer was from a higher level, you know, of wanting to you know, bring people in the stadium and making sure that they, they feel comfortable in the stadium as well, which means that it has to be a diverse experience, number one. Uh, number two is just, you know, going to grassroots and saying, I got to leave the game better than it was. So, you know, the biggest thing, and I love, 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 love what, what the Players Alliance did um, on Giving Tuesday. They, they, they went right at the problem. They went right at the problem and said, hey, man, look, we're going we're gonna to match it times three. Anything that you guys donate, we're going to match it. And we're going to make sure to buy equipment directly for these kids to buy, you know, whatever they need to be able to play this sport. I think that is so very important because, you know, you just have too many parents, regardless of of race, but 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 just too many parents who are getting priced out of the sport. What's the best advice you've ever received in regards to being a successful professional? Yeah, man. Um I have a mentor in the business, man, who's, who's, you know, mentors a lot of us, but, you know, he, he came to me and, and, and he said to me, you know, when he started as an attorney um, in New York City, everybody wore a navy blue suit jacket and this, I guess, yellow tie. Maybe I'm saying it wrong as far as the color of the tie, but... But he said everybody did that. And they said, you got to walk like this. You got to talk like this. You got to dress like this. And and he said, look, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm going to be Brooklyn. <laughs> right. And, and as soon as I started to be myself, mm. that's when I started to find success. And I think that's the truth, man. I think that's the biggest thing that I can say, even with players in baseball. When I was a, when I was a player in baseball. A lot of times it was it, it was playing in situations where I wasn't fully comfortable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully comfortable in being who I was. And, you know, looking back at it, I, you know, you, you never want to conform. But we're, we were kids at the time. Right. Coming through. And, and like I said, the best advice I got, in, in, you know, in being an agent was, look, be you, because ultimately that's going to allow you to be successful and just being authentic and being yourself. So. I tell anybody that, you know, if I if I find a player, you know, he's a he's a flashy player. He likes to he likes to have some flash and some fun in the game. For me, it's about making sure that number one, you just you go about your craft the right way, right? You respect the grind of, of what it takes. 
But don't ever change who you are. I tell those guys that. Don't ever change who you are because ultimately that's what's going to allow it to be exciting and attractive for the next kid, next round of guys. All right, Mike, last question of the uh, of the interview. And don't worry. Look, Rock Nation, don't panic. OG1, Hove, none of them panic. But when I ask 10, 15 years from now, if you uh, are doing what you want to do, whether it's in the sport, hopefully it's in the sport, what, what does that look like? Does that look like, uh, you know, w- what would ultimately be the, the final kind of boss level of w- what, what you're doing? You know what, man? To me, I reached it. I've been at Rock. Being right here, you know, I look I look up in 10, 15 years. I just want to make sure that, you know, the, the young guys that we represent, the 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 amateurs who are, are you know counting on us to help help them navigate and maneuver their careers that you know in 10, 15 years they're you know doing well with families and successful human beings and all they do in life and, and hopefully really successful in the game. I think from a career perspective, if, if I'm sitting there at Rock Nation and these guys have been able to find a lot of success, then I'm I'm super happy with where with where I'm at and how things turned out. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have to leave it there. This is Mixtape Talk Episode 12, Mike Sanders, Rock Nation Sports. Tell everybody, because your Instagram is, is uh, what's the best word to say? Your Instagram is, is, is pretty good. It's it's, it's pretty popping. So yeah. where do everybody can find you, keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, no, at Mike Sanders, man, M-I-K-E-S-A-N-D-E-R-S, at Mike Sanders uh, on IG. Hit me up and. You know, for all those families out there, look, your, your kid doesn't have to be a top draft pick. If you guys ever have any questions or anything that I can ever do to help, I'm, I'm a resource. So don't ever hesitate to hit me up on IG. I'll definitely I'll definitely get back with you. Look, we'll leave it there. I'll be look. I got an eight year old. He's right handed. Look, I'll, look. <laughs> we'll keep following. We'll keep following, man. I really appreciate it, Mike. And 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 I say this on the air because I, I say it with um, as much. Uh, honesty and and reverence as i possibly can uh we need more mics we need more mike sanders and people that really understand how we can make this game more attractive and more uh cultural appropriate for the next generation you do it uh, at one of the best levels i've ever seen at one of the best companies that's that's able to be able to do it so i really really appreciate because you you may not know it but but step by step you you are changing the game you're laying the foundation for the next uh, generation. And so I really appreciate you coming on talking to us. No, I appreciate it, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mixtape Talk. Until next time, we see it. Thank you.